William Jennings Bryan said, it is better to trust in he who is the rock of ages than in the age of rocks. Welcome friends to a special Sipping on the Sabbath Lenten preaching series, Dust to Diamonds. We call diamonds rocks, but Jesus is the true rock upon whom we want to build our lives. But in doing so, it's no guarantee that we are going to be free from the wind and the rain and the floods of life that come our way. In fact, these occurrences can be opportunities for us to press in, to trust, to surrender to the Lord and allowing him to continue to mine out of our life the diamonds that he's actually forming from the dust of our life. Both Abraham, who we have in the first reading today, and the disciples who went up Mount Tabor with Jesus in today's gospel, they set out on a journey. Abraham set out to go to a new land in obedience to the Lord's command. Peter, James, and John climb up Mount Tabor with Jesus. Do we ever give any thought to the surface that we're walking upon or climbing up in our life? Probably not. We're just grateful that uh, the surface is able to carry our weight and that we arrive at our destination. But Abraham, again, he walks to this new land in obedience to what the Lord asked of him. The disciples climb Mount Tabor, a distance of about 2,500 feet, and they persevere. St. Paul, in the second reading we have today, invites us to join with him in suffering for the gospel. So right away, we see the three key elements or ingredients that are needed in the spiritual life that Jesus uses to transform and mine diamonds from the dust of our life. Obedience, perseverance, and redemptive suffering. Let's just take a look at each of these and how they are present in our readings, but also how we ourselves are encouraged by the Lord to cooperate with his grace so that these ingredients become an essential part of our, our spiritual life. But first, I need some coffee. Hope you have some coffee. Get your Bible too. And let's just uncover what the Lord has to say to us today. Okay, so first of all, obedience. We're looking at the book of Genesis here. The Lord says to Abraham, go from the land. So Genesis says, Abraham went. He was called to leave his very comfortable and safe existence. At the age of 75, he does this. He sets out. He sets out on a path shown him by the Lord. I will show you, God says to Abraham, the path that you must walk. Obedience comes from the Latin to listen. How good am I at listening? God gave us two ears and one mouth. <laughs> I think he wants us to listen twice as much as we talk. Step six of the 12 Steps of Alcoholics Anonymous talks about humbly asking. 
Do I humbly ask the Lord for his word, for his direction in my life every day? The importance of prayer and meditation as we start each day. So Abraham is living his life in obedience. He left where the surface was safe and sound, and he steps out onto this new road where he was less certain that it would be safe, that it would be sound. But the spiritual life is not about safeness. Spiritual life is not about comfort. It's about taking a risk. It's about embracing the challenge that the Lord presents to us, keeping in mind that he is always with us. And so am I willing to let the Lord lead me? What does Psalm 119 say to us? Your word, Lord, is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. And so it's by God's word, hearing his word, responding to his word, that we see and know where we are going according to his will in our life. And through my willingness then to live in obedience to his word, to his will, to his law, the Lord is mining from the dust of our life precious diamonds. So first of all, we have obedience. Secondly, we have the virtue of perseverance. The gospel tells us that Jesus took with him Peter, James, and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. So a couple of things to note here. First of all, with him by themselves. As I said in last week's episode, when we allow ourselves to fall under the pressure, the intensity, the heat, the love of God, he draws us closer to himself. It's a solitude. Compare this with the heat, the intensity, the pressure of the evil one who leads us to live in isolation and separation as a result of our disobedience to God. So Jesus is calling the disciples to himself. He calls us to himself. He led them up. So here we have the second reference of our scripture readings today to being led by the Lord according to the path that he chooses for us. And Jesus has a great love for mountains. Mountaintop is a place of encounter with his father, with our father. And on Mount Tabor... Jesus reveals himself, and then he will later, on the mount or the hill of Calvary, reveal himself as the one who has come to save us by dying in our place. And so we, we need, because we're very much human beings, just as the disciples are very much human beings, we need the grace of perseverance. What did Jesus say to them? What does Jesus say to us? Get up. And do not be afraid. How many times does it say in the Bible, do not be afraid? 365 times. Once for every day of the year. Get up and do not be afraid, Jesus says. But do I fear? Do I fear what Jesus may be asking of me as a way of mining the diamond from the dust of my life? Do I trust that whatever the Lord allows to happen in my life, is ultimately for my good. Doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to enjoy it. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Doesn't mean I go looking for it. Doesn't mean I buy it. Doesn't mean I vote for it. But Lord, 
Let me know what your will is. Do unto me, Lord Jesus, as you wish, because I know how much you love me. And it's bringing about a good. A diamond is being formed out of the dust of my life. And the real work in allowing the Lord to do this is not necessarily on the mountaintop. It's in the valley, the valleys of life. The gospel says they came down from the mountain. Now, Peter initially wanted to stay there. I'll build three tents here, one for you, one for Elijah, one for Moses. But Jesus says, nope, let us go down. Let us go down into the valley. It is the valley of life. And notice Jesus goes down again with them. The Lord is always with us, whether we're on the top of the mountain or in the valley. Again, the valley is where the real work begins. The real work even well, continues, actually, in forming this diamond out of the dust of our life. And so do I pray. Do I pray every day for the grace of perseverance. Perseverance through each hour of the day. Perseverance to keep my eyes fixed on Jesus. Because coming down the mountain can actually be more dangerous than climbing up a mountain. Because on the way down, think of the times we have indeed climbed mountains or hills, we've got to keep an eye on loose rocks, exposed roots, dangerous ledges. We've got to keep our eyes fixed on the Lord. Lord Jesus, give us that grace to persevere in your love, to persevere in knowing Jesus that you are bringing ultimately about a good in each of our lives. So obedience, perseverance, and finally, there is redemptive suffering. St. Paul says, join with me now in suffering for the gospel. How am I with suffering? Do I equate the existence of suffering in my life with thinking that maybe I'm doing something wrong? Or that God has somehow forgotten or abandoned me? Do I equate suffering in my life as, oh my goodness, I don't want to be a burden to anybody? Do I fail to see that the Lord is at work through this? And so I succumb to the question, well, what's the use? What is the use of this suffering in my life? Do I seek to avoid it? Or instead, do I see it? By God's grace, of course, as a way that he himself, in his love for me, is indeed mining. He's mining away the dust, the dirt, the gravel, the grime of my life, so that the diamond that is within me can, in fact, come to the light. To paraphrase St. Paul's words in our second reading today. Come to the light through the gospel. How are diamonds mined anyway. I looked it up on Google and diamonds, diamonds are very rare and sometimes in mining for diamonds it can take actually decades to find them. Sounds like the spiritual life. It's not an easy thing and we have to persevere one day at a time, growing inch by inch, step by step, closer and closer to the Lord 
Are we tempted to look for the softer, easier way? What do I need to do to become a saint like right now without any effort, without any work? But it does involve work. It's not easy to mine for diamonds. It's not easy to grow in the spiritual life for the diamonds to be formed from the dust of our life. But it is possible by God's grace. And in the world of diamond mining, everything begins with a bang. It begins with an explosion through the volcanic rock, uh, the sand, the gravel, the dust, to try to find the kimberlite deposits where the diamonds are found. And then this ore is smashed up into smaller pieces. The precious gems are put to one side and the worthless rocks are discarded. Sounds like what Matthew said in his gospel about fishing. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like a net which was thrown into the sea and gathered fish. Then the fishermen sorted the good into vessels, but threw away the bad. On average, one carat of diamond, 0.007 ounces, is found in roughly 250 tons of kimberlite. Mining for diamonds is not easy, but the work is done because when the precious gem is found, all the hard work again to that point is forgotten. It's the same in the spiritual life. There is effort, there is work, there is diligence, there is God's grace, there is perseverance, there's obedience, there's redemptive suffering. All of it goes into growing in the spiritual life and again uncovering the diamond that is in our life formed uh, from the dust of our life. In every one of us, there is a diamond waiting to be uncovered. And Jesus invites us to be fellow miners of diamonds with him. Jesus wants to hire us. Jesus wants to hire us to work in the diamond mine of the world, as it will, as it were, as it is. <laughs> Jesus, he sees the diamond in the rough of each of our lives, albeit buried, yes, under layers of selfishness, self-will, disobedience, fear, the unwillingness to put in the work and the effort. But it is with our prayer, our fasting, our almsgiving, particularly in this season of Lent, that become the, the dynamite, the pickaxes, the shovels that break through uh, the kimberlite deposits of our life, wherein the diamonds are to be found. In our rough existence, there is potential. Our prayer life, our spiritual life, our emotional life, our family life, our work life, life is not easy. And life can be pretty rough. But with the Lord, who is this expert diamond miner, the potential to find the diamond is there. I just continue to give the Lord permission, not only to mine the diamond in my own life, but also to use me to help find the diamond in the life of others. What did the Lord prophesy through the prophet Ezekiel? I'm going to open your graves and bring you up. 
I will put my spirit in you and you shall live. This is what the Lord desires to do in your life and in mine. And so do I have the willingness to let the, the Lord use me to bring the good news to others and encourage others to cooperate with the Lord, essentially to evangelize. That's, that's why our parishes exist. That's why the church exists, is to evangelize. Our parishes are not meant to be collectives of like-minded individuals who enjoy each other's company. Am I on the lookout for the person that no one is talking to? Am I on the lookout to welcome the person who is by themselves and I don't know what their name is? So I'm going to go find out what their name is, get to know them, find out what the Lord is doing in their life, share what the Lord is doing in my life, and assist them as they assist me and as the Lord assists us with our willingness and our cooperation to mine diamonds from the dust of our lives. That is a beautiful thing to share in. Diamonds are found in clusters. And we, we need the support, the encouragement, and even the challenge, oh yeah, the challenge of each other to uncover the diamond that uh, lies with in us, again, under rock and sand and the gravel and the dust of our life. Abraham took with him his wife Sarah and his nephew Lot. And together they became part of what's called the, the sandpaper school of sanctification, like rubbing up against each other. This effective method that we have to help each other in good times and in bad, to expose the diamond of our life. If we are, of course, willing to do the work. The Lord says in Matthew's Gospel, elsewhere apart from today's Gospel, pray to the Lord of the harvest, to send laborers into his harvest. So Jesus, again, he's asking us, he's inviting us, to be fellow miners of diamonds with himself, to help remove what is covering up the diamond in our contemporaries. And he gives the disciples authority, and he gives us authority over unclean spirits, diseases, and infirmities. And so two very effective mining tools that we have at our disposal our healing prayer and the sacrament of confession. Healing prayer. Do I pray over and with other people? Always in the name of Jesus, of course. And ask them to pray over and with me. To bring about whatever healing needs to happen in our life. To uncover again the diamond that is within us. And of course, the beautiful sacrament of confession. Reconciliation, penance, whatever term you use to uh, describe it. It is where Jesus is waiting for us to always welcome us back and to clear away the debris, again, that covers over the diamond. So healing prayer and confession are very effective mining tools 
They're the dynamite, they're the pickaxes, they're the hard hats, the shovels that we need to engage in this mining process. To let the Lord Jesus uncover the diamond in our life and in the diamond of our contemporaries. So, let us pray. So, Lord Jesus, we do thank you for the gift of this season of Lent. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are indeed calling us ever closer to yourself. We come before you today, Lord Jesus, and we pray for the grace to live our life in obedience to you. Help us to listen, Jesus, and respond to your voice. We repent, Lord Jesus, of any unwillingness willfulness, selfishness, our determination, Lord, to do what we want rather than what you are asking us to do. Help us remember, Lord Jesus, that in calling us, in speaking to us, in giving us your word, that you are always with us that you have promised, Lord, that you would never abandon us. And so, Lord, whatever it is that you're asking us to do in obedience, help us remember, Lord, that ultimately it is for our good and that you are accompanying us, Lord. We pray, Lord Jesus, for the grace of perseverance, that we would, Lord Jesus, each day begin by asking you for your power and your grace to do what you are asking us to do. We need your power, Lord, because we are powerless. Again, Jesus, we thank you that you're always with us through the good times and the bad. We persevere, Lord. Help us to keep our eyes fixed on you, Jesus. And Lord Jesus, we do embrace the cross redemptive suffering as the cross presents itself to us in our life. We don't need to go looking for it. We don't need to create our own crosses. But we desire to embrace the cross that you have for us that is fitted perfectly to our shoulders. Help us to understand, Jesus, that when there is suffering that comes our way, it's not because you're mad at us, or you've abandoned us, or we're not doing something, or we're doing something wrong. Instead, Lord Jesus, it's your invitation to join with you to help carry your cross as you carry our cross, Lord Jesus, in assistance to us. And that we are actually, with your cooperation and your grace, Lord, bringing about a good in our life and in the life of others. Lord Jesus, we continue by your grace in our works of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Help us to understand, Lord. Help us to remember, Lord, that these are the mining tools that break through the dust, the gravel, the sand, the rock of our life that uncover the diamond, Jesus, the diamond that you have indeed formed of 
the dust of our life, Jesus. May we pray, Lord Jesus, that you will indeed, Lord, by your grace and our cooperation, expose that diamond, bring it to the light, Lord Jesus. May it radiate your light, Jesus, so others, Jesus, may be attracted, not to us, but to you, Jesus. And that others themselves, Jesus, may be inspired to give you permission to do in their life whatever you want. As we desire to give you permission, Jesus, to do in our life whatever you want. We pray, Lord Jesus, that we would respond to your inspiration and your prompting to pray over and with our contemporaries, always in your name, Jesus. And Lord Jesus, we pray for that one person listening today or watching this video who may be away from you in confession for a long time, that you would gently speak to their heart, call them back to yourself, help them overcome any fear, any embarrassment, any shame, that they would sol solidly trust, Lord, that this beautiful sacrament where you wait for us, Lord, is a way by which you wish to expose the beautiful diamond that is within them and is, in fact, within each of us. Mother Mary and St. Joseph and our own patron saints and guardian angels, please pray for us today. Amen. Okay, well, there you go. God bless the rest of your day there. Thanks for being along the journey here uh, with me. In the meantime, you know the deal. Stay caffeinated. <laughs> and remember, when we're powerless, that's when we're strong. And victory is indeed gained through surrender. Don't forget to share this video uh, with all of your friends, relatives on your various social media platforms. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Bye-bye.